I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. Today, I want to talk about homeschooling, as it's called at the moment, or home-based learning what we're all trying to do as our schools are closed during these restrictions. And the reason I really want to focus on it today is because I am inundated with messages from parents who are just feeling like I am running to stand still. Nothing is going right. We are fighting every day at home. Tension is at its highest. Energy is at its lowest. I'm fed up. I can't do this. Something's got to give and I don't want it to be my relationship with my kids, how am I going to get around this? And I think particularly because we don't really know how long this is going to go on for and that lack of certainty is always a trigger for tension. But even just taking a step behind that, I'm not going to go into any one particular question from a parent because honestly, I've had in excess of about 45 of them um, in the last couple of weeks. So I know this is something and I don't know if there's comfort in this, but If you're struggling with all of this, you are not alone. There are many of us with you also feeling that struggle. And I think let's start with that. Just let's sit with the struggle for for a few moments, because I just think the pressure working parents are under right now is immense, immense. So before you even listen any further, take a breath Even just put your feet flat on the ground right now. If you're standing, if you're sitting, push yourself back into your chair so that your back is supported, your feet are flat. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it and let it out. Just take a breath and give yourself a moment to feel what you are feeling. I'm asking you to do that now while you're listening to this and I'm asking you to hold on to that and do it every time you feel that tension building up inside of you. We have to give ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling. We can't say, okay, get over it, get on with it. Others have it worse than you. That's not what this is about. This is about validating our own feelings because feeling overwhelmed within this context that we're all living and parenting through is to be expected. I mean, when you think about it, we're supposed to work like we're not parents, parent like we're not working oh and while we're at it teach our children so that they can maintain progress in school but could you do that without any formal teacher training minimal knowledge of the curriculum and trying to get everybody's devices working on your home wi-fi without anyone knocking anyone off great easy is it any wonder we're stressed off our heads about it how could this not feel overwhelming We do ourselves and indeed our children a disservice when we try to push difficult feelings away. It is far better that we acknowledge this, feel it, so that we can stop feeling it and move forward with fresh thinking and new perspective on the matter. That applies to so much, by the way, but particularly at the moment, this this homeschooling stress. I think also just that word, I'm using it because it's what everyone's calling it, but try to move away from seeing this as homeschooling because homeschooling is a conscious choice. You know, if you're consciously homeschooling your children, you've made a a very calculated decision about that. You have to register that choice with the Department of Education and you follow a prescribed curriculum at home. Um, This is not that, okay? There was no real choice here. This is home-based learning or supported learning, okay? Immediately the pressure should lower at this clarification because you're not a homeschooling 
teaching parent. You are a parent working at home who is enabling and supporting home-based learning. This is about effort over outcome. You know, we often say to our children, you know, you just have to try, just just make an effort. I'm so proud of you when you try. And I'm always saying to you um, on this podcast, in my books, I'm always saying, you know, focus on effort over outcome, be specific in your praise. Now I'm saying to you, let's apply the same kindness to ourselves. We just have to try. I'm going to give you some practical ways to structure home-based learning efforts and remember that structure, by definition, is flexible and adaptable. It bends without breaking, unlike rules, because rules are rigid and immovable. When it comes to your home-based learning, you want to structure it. That means that some days you're going to nail this. Okay, you're going to, I don't know what I was worried about. This was so easy. And other days, it'll be one of those days where you go, okay, we all watch too many movies today and that wasn't ideal. Day by day is the way that we approach this. First and foremost, as with most things that I talk about, I'm going to say, make it fun to get it done. Start the day with something fun because nobody, nobody has ever jumped out of bed enthusiastically at the promise of an hour of maths homework. Now, have they, to be fair? So start with something creative and sensory, something like arts and crafts. You know, ask them when they get up, the first task of the day is to draw a picture of the dream they had last night or, you know, draw a picture of their the favorite part of their favorite book. Um, they could also then tell that story. So you're doing a bit of art, you're doing imagination, you're bringing that into narrative play. For older children, you could say, you know it's time to get up your first task of the day is to make pancakes from scratch and clean up afterwards adding in the clean up afterwards is very important right (laughs) I think you hear me on that the next thing I'd love you just to hold in mind and see how you can build this in is about that piece of structure structure it to make it feel predictable Okay, again, that's not about rigidity, it's about flexibility. But you won't all be up out of your beds dressed in school uniforms by 7.30 a.m. So there's no point in setting yourselves up to fail. But you may agree a ground rule that everybody will be up and out of their pajamas by 9.30 a.m. Okay, and then you're not kind of doing this battle shouting, getting people out of beds. You're giving everybody a little bit of a slower ease into the day. We will all be up and out of our pajamas by this time. You also want to make sure that, you know, if you've older children and they have to log into Zoom classes, that you cannot log into your Zoom classes while lying in bed because otherwise they're just going to pull the duvets over their head and the laptops underneath. And so they're technically logged into class, but they're emotionally and physically not logged in at all. So everybody's up out of their pajamas by 9.30. So now you've got a structure that's about a starting point to the day. And always approach this with a playful mindset. And again, that's something you hear me say all the time, that play for me isn't about props, toys, a box of things in the corner. Play is about a state of mind and a way of being. I'm talking about playful, okay? And be playful because play fuels connection and it triggers these parts of our autonomic nervous system that allow us to take action while feeling regulated. So, you know, when we're doing it in a playful way, it's saying you're safe, you're regulated, but also you're motivated and mobilized to take action. So do something creative like, um, I love using those paper snappers. You might remember them from school as paper fortune tellers. You know, you would take a square piece of paper and you do a series of folds and you end up with this thing that you can move with your index finger 
finger and thumb on each hand. You move it in and out. The outer side has colors. You pick a color, you spell it out, R-E-D. Inside there's numbers. You pick a number, say it's three, one, two, three. You keep moving it. Then you pick another number. You count that one out. And when the child picks a third number, you open up the leaf. And in, when we did it in school, it would reveal your future. But I'm saying take that and adapt it so that you could put inside subjects. Okay, let's see. It's like a lucky dip. You know, let's see. What are we starting with? We're starting with geography. And everybody sits down and does their geography. And then you get to go back to the paper snapper and pick something else. And, um, you know, you could even mix in a few tasks, you know, just to make it fun. We're starting with 20 jumping jacks, um, especially because I think it's important to build in movement breaks when you're doing school schooling at home as well. So I think that's something that you could really do. You could also... Um, it's that kind of a roll of a dice feel. So you could also take uh, with older children, um, you know, kind of middle childhood up to adolescence. What I do is I have commandeered two building blocks, uh, just, you know, those standard building blocks that children get from my child's basket of toys. And I've written on one block um, minutes you know, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, usually up to 40, 45 minutes because that's the duration of a class in school and one dice. And on the other dice, I've written subjects and we roll the dice and see, okay, we got to do 30 minutes of English or whatever it might be. So again, it's just taking a bit of playfulness in it. And it's not you saying, get out your geography books, you must do it. You can always blame the dice or the paper snapper. And I think that's what I really like with that. Um, also then, you know, when they've done their homework or they've done their whatever has been assigned by their teachers. And I really do hope from your homeschooling perspective that this is experienced as a collaborative effort, that the teachers are also linking in with you and providing you with the work that you're doing so you don't feel alone with it. But when they have tasks completed and you might need to, you know, check the learning or check what they've done, do so again within playful language. You know, why don't you role play out a quiz, like a game show, give everybody little buttons. Uh, one way I do that is, you know, those adhesive LED lights you can get if you're electricity goes out um, you get them in hardware stores and I have those down so they can push them and they light up as a little buzzer button if you like and ask questions and it's done through a game show setting so just again being being creative in how you approach this and embrace that learning is not linear learning is not limited learning is not rigid there are many ways to learn and sitting down at a table with pencil and paper or typing in online that is one form of learning it's academic cognitive learning this is also an opportunity though to learn life skills to practice opportunities for independence this is a great time to do this you know and this is also a good time to get your parental agenda across you know learning how to work the washing machine or the dishwasher or how to make scrambled eggs or beans on toast they're great life skills and they're an important part of learning that supports independence skills so there's lots of ways that you can approach learning home-based learning Okay. Um, and again, get creative with that because children like to feel important. They like to have those opportunities for independence. And again, you know, if they're whining, you know, about, you know, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do school, you could say, okay, well, you can empty the dishwasher. That could be your learning today. Maybe I'll come back at you and go, actually, I will do the maths or the Irish or the English homework or whatever it is. Um, but again, they're making that choice. And when it's all getting too much, please notice I said, when it is all getting too much, not if, because it will change the field of vision to reset your busy, frazzled brains. Use your allowed movement space, you know, five kilometers, whatever it might be, to get outside for a walk. 
and make it fun like again build in some activity to this so take a piece of paper and draw out you know six boxes make a scavenger list um, so it one might be in the first box on our walk find a small stone find a tree with leaves find a tree without leaves you know um, when you see a blue car jump up and down five times or when you see a bike hop on one leg to the count of ten and I always leave the last box on the page empty and I just write in it find something new to encourage them to you know be observational to look around them um, you know and to really kind of explore the environment around them because that's going to help them reset those busy brains but you're also building in a bit of exercise and physical activity into your walk you're upping it and it's a great way to regulate to stimulate and to engage those motor skills again it's another way of doing your learning above all else be kind to yourselves. Some days we're going to nail this and other days we will have clocked up some serious screen time, okay? And if you have clocked up that serious screen time, please be kind, please be forgiving and please give yourself permission to say, well, that was today and tomorrow will be better. And again, on that screen time piece, do offset that by giving them a little scavenger list again. I do love my scavenger lists um, of little household items that they can find in the movie they're watching and tick off their list so they're still being engaged and play a little game afterwards like if you were the director of that movie what would you do differently what would you say cut and what would you put in instead let's draw that out you can actually offset some of the impact of too much screen time by making it a more connected engaging activity but even if it is just watching the movies give yourself permission to not have the greatest day because then you're going to be more forgiving of your children when they have a struggling day and again I'm saying when not if this is about effort over outcome guys it means getting it mostly right most of the time and good enough being good enough and no matter what else get your 15 minutes of play in each day because when everything's going wrong at least you'll have that and that is a moment of meeting and an opportunity for shared joy in an otherwise stressful day good luck we got this thank you for listening I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.